Okay, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for Tour Championship Week. My name is Will Doctor alongside James Ledbetter. Welcome aboard as we give you the latest as far as the 2022 PGA Tour finale is concerned. Led Wilmington was a pure venue for the BMW Championship last week with Patrick Hanley defending his title. And contrary to the first playoff event in Memphis, the leaderboard was stacked with top players through the entire week at the BMW. And with the exception of choosing the winner, Patrick Canley, it was a solid week uh, for the both both of us as far as the picks were concerned in Delaware. It was. I was trying to look up the leaderboard right now, but for some reason it keeps jumping back to Caves Valley. Uh, PJ Tour obviously can always enhance the uh, website a little bit, Doc. Quick question. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong. I feel there. like it be, should be, and I know I'm starting off topic here. I feel like it should be so much easier to like click on a guy, click on the event, get the board. You know, it's always like you got to open five tabs to get to the to the tournament that happened three days ago. But yes, it was a solid week. Uh, I had Taylor Pendrith over JT Poston. I had a Sahith Figala top twenty plus two twenty. I had a best bet hit of Taylor Pendrith top twenty at plus 220 so it was a solid week overall predicted Joaquin Neiman have a pretty solid week I had him at 40 to 1 uh, he ended up finishing T8 but he was kind of in there uh, over the weekend uh, but yeah pretty solid week overall yeah so I only took one head-to-head that was Aaron Wise over Russell Henley at minus 120 which was a winner. I hit my dark horse and KH Lee top South Korean at plus 450 as he was the biggest underdog on that South Korean leaderboard. And it was cool to see Lee finish fifth at the BMW to grab one of those last qualifying spots for the tour championship. He'll start this week at even par 10 strokes back of FedEx cup. Number one, Scotty Scheffler and to wrap up some of the positives for the BMW. I finally hit a best bet after three weeks, which was John Rom top 10 plus 140. And to be honest with you, the Rom top 10 ticket was looking awful on Friday night as he started the week 73 70 and then clawed all the way back to a tie for eighth after shooting 65 67 on the weekend. But, uh, you know, the two losers on the week for me to hit the gala top 10 plus 600. Luckily, Led had you with that top 20 ticket. So hopefully, uh, you were with him there, and then uh, Victor Hovland did not finish in the top ten. We had him there at uh, at plus two forty. He had rounds of seventy three, seventy five on Thursday and Saturday. So, uh, you know, solid week for us. The BMW time to shift the focus into the the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Let any last notes there. And uh, shout out to us for always, you know, releasing maybe a little bit of a later pod than most. Uh, you know, my my card would have been littered with uh, Will Zalatoris tickets yeah. this week. So um, I'm sure most of you guys have heard by now that he is withdrawing. Doc, you know the full uh, MRI. Yeah, two, uh, you know, Zal had uh, had two herniated discs, um, you know, which is just, you know, he's out for, he's out this week um, and then he's out for the President's Cup. So that opens up a spot there. And if you look past that 12th man on the President's Cup after Cam Young, which will be uh, Davis Love's last captain's pick. It's a, it's a pretty shocking list. There's some guys way down the uh, President's Cup standings that could have a good week. Sahith Agala, Scott Stallings, that could have a good week at Eastlake. And 
and steal that last captain's pick. Um, unless Davis Love just goes full Sea Island team and and picks Kisner uh, or a um, uh, who else? A Davis Riley, you know, who's who's up there in the President's Cup rankings. But yeah, uh, no Wills Torres this week with injury. Cam Smith, um, you know, he's back this week. Um, he had a he had a bout with sciatica, which I've come to learn uh, is something that he deals with. Uh, kind of frequently Mark Immelman was talking about it on CBS, but it's something that comes and goes. It requires three to four days of rest and and then he's kind of back good to go. So I think uh, I'll be looking forward to discussing cam today. Golf's just such a brutal sport with all those injuries. Um, it was it, glad it, it was, it wasn't funny. Obviously it wasn't funny to see Zal get hurt, but the way that, uh, you know, the tour trainer was stretching him out off the tip oh, box. I, I was like, it. What is this, an NFL sideline or you yeah. know, get him back no, to the physio? I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, when when the back goes, it goes, yeah. right? And it's, you know, you don't know when it's really coming back. I think at the time, right? I mean, he obviously looked in a, uh, he was in a ton of discomfort, but he was probably just looking, he didn't know what the, you know, prognosis was. And he's like, shoot, I just need to, uh, you know, get to Eastlake and hopefully figure out. Obviously, that's not going to work out for him. But in, in Cam Smith's case, I think uh, it's going to work out for him in terms of taking that week off. Let's do it. Tour Championship headed to East Lake. Uh, this is the fourth year of the staggered start. Uh, we won't rip too much into the format. Um, in terms of make sure you're uh, paying attention closely when we do give out the couple picks today that uh, some of these are going to be referring to that staggered start. So they're going to have that price cooked in. So, you know, you're taking a Sam Burns outright, right? He's going to be starting at five under. And some of them, I think there's some more value if you just play it from the uh, the leaderboard that everybody's starting from even. Uh, even go back to last year to, you know, kind of clarify that. John Rahm and Kevin Na shot 14 under par. They were the... Uh, you know, winners of the golf tournament, if it was no strokes added, but you know, obviously Cantlay was our defending champion. Um, like I said, we have a leaderboard this week before we've even teed off. Uh, Scotty Scheffler going to be sleeping on the lead for three days in a row. We'll see how he handles it. I'm sure he's going to handle it great. Even though he was crying the morning of Augusta, that one seemed to work out for him. It's interesting. I've heard, Many experts say that, you know, this could be a snooze fest week with Scotty Scheffler starting with a two shot lead. I don't think that's safe at all. Uh, we're going to get into Scotty, you know, in, in a little bit. Golf is one of those things. There's no obviously sure thing, you know, happens all the time. But even go back to, uh, you know, a couple months ago, let's say at the Honda Classic with Daniel Berger's. I think what he had a three shot lead to start the day. And then all of a sudden it's like looks like he's an eight handicap on the front nine. You know, so there's no sure things in golf. Doc, kind of comparing this, I know you're not going to like this comp in terms of it. It's got some shades of live, but you know how they go with their Formula One kind of leaderboard. But yes. in terms of the start of this tournament, it is kind of a Formula One starting grid. You know, the cars in the back are the guys starting at even par. Scotty Scheffler obviously in pole position at 10 under. Unless there is a crash, right, in Formula One analogy, we're going with that, by Scotty Scheffler, by a Patrick Cantlay. Will Zalatoris, he did have his crash sitting there at seven under, who's not playing this week. Unless, you know, if Scotty Scheffler goes out and, you know, has a great tournament, obviously the guys in 25th place that are playing this week um, have no chance. But, uh, Doc, like we said, golf, you never know what can happen. I just want to give a recap for uh, the leaderboard. 
Scotty Scheffler sitting at 10 under. Can't lay at eight. Zalator seven under. Bag it. You're gone. See ya. We'll see you next year. <laughs> see you next uh, year. Xander. And he, he and he drops all the way to 30th on the on the money list. Zalatoris, but go on. My apologies. Yes. No worries. Xander sitting at six under. Sam Burns. A lot of people do not like sitting at five under. Uh, four under notables. Cameron Smith, Rory, Tony, Sepp, Straka, and rounding out that top 10 with Sung J M. That's the leaderboard. Patrick Cantlay is our defending champion. Patty Ice will try to refrain from staying that for the rest of the podcast. I think it's a little bit overstated. Uh, he did close out that tournament last week, though. Nice birdie on 17. Uh, going back to last year, it was pretty much a two-horse race with uh, Cantlay and John Rom down the stretch. Uh, hopefully this year we might have five, six guys in the thick of it. Um, I'm waiting for the scenario where the guy, you know, in 25th place shoots like 18 under par and, uh, you know, would have won the tournament by five shots but ends up not you know, obviously uh, winning the tournament isn't credited with a PGA Tour victory. You know, maybe Thigala is that guy this week. Uh, you know, we go into the offseason. It's like, man, that guy just won the tournament by four shots and he has zero PGA Tour wins to his name. Um, but anyways, it would probably end up a nice paycheck. But, Doc, without further ado, let's just get into the golf course. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, it's the oldest course in Atlanta. You know, it was initially designed by Tom Bendelo, who was called the Johnny Appleseed of American golf. He also designed uh, Medina. Uh, you know, Donald Ross and Reese Jones had their say on it, which you'll see in the you know in the bowl shaped greens, thick Bermuda rough, impossible to get up and down. See a Aaron Wise, see a KH Lee, see a Tom Hoagie, but. Um, you know, it, this this golf course, Eastlake, has hosted uh, the Tour Championship since 2005. You know, playoffs began in 07. It's amazing. This is the the 16th year of the FedEx Cup playoffs. You know, we, we've talked about how they've adjusted this format. You know, I think it's still a work in progress, as we've heard uh, from some of the players. 18-hole um, course record, just one random fact before I let you go, led 60 by Zach Johnson in the third round yeah. in 2007. I uh, saw that, and I'm like, how? How? But, um, no, it's, you know, it, it's going to be – the golf course is going to play soft. We'll talk about scoring predictions way later, later on in the podcast, but it's going to rain Wednesday, Thursday, um, and a little bit on Friday. So the golf course should soften up a lot, led. You know, that should – you know, open things up for a guy like Corey Connors, uh, you know, Sung JM. Definitely, you know, when you talk about someone that could win the golf tournament, uh, Rory McIlroy with Eastlake softening up is definitely someone you have to watch out for. For sure. For sure. Uh, you know, just like last week, um, you know, this is not Caves Valley. 67 is a good score. You know, pretty long, obviously, you know, you're talking about a par 70 that's 7,346 yards. Uh, you throw a couple more par fives on there, and then we're looking at a 7,700-yard golf course potentially. So it is long off the tee. I was looking at the last couple leaderboards. Last year, four of the top six finishers uh, lost strokes off the tee, which would, you know, you'd think uh, would mean driving doesn't matter too much. I kind of, you know, looked at it as more of, the greens are a little softer. Obviously, normally at East Lake, you need to hit fairways. But if the greens are a little bit softer, you might potentially be able to hold the greens a little better if you are coming out of the rough. So if you're short, which there aren't many guys in the top 30 playing this week that are short. But if you are, um, you know, you obviously have to hit fairways. But, you know, we've seen guys 
you know, hit seven, eight fairways around and still be able to, you know, even make some birdies uh, because they're bombing it so far up there. I wouldn't quite call it bomb and gouge, but, you know, from the standpoint, uh, one more kind of stat I saw is, uh, I believe it was over the last five years, only one player has lost strokes around the greens that's finished in the top five. So obviously, you know, pretty much pretty big importance on short game. So Hovland, see you, see you next year. Uh, you know, we're going to have Bermuda fairway rough and greens, uh, you know, Bermuda rough isn't necessarily like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to pitch out. Won't be able to advance it to the green, but it is really difficult to judge. Uh, you know, you have a 150 yard shot. Is it going to go 130 or is it going to go 170 if you get that flyer? Uh, obviously, going to look at guys that put Bermuda greens well because that's what we're going to have this week. Um, but yeah, the, the rain is interesting. I think, uh, you know, I think that favors the longer hitters, maybe the more sporadic players. I don't think uh, Brian Harmon is too excited with mother nature right now. He was, he was hoping for a, uh, you know, a firm and fast so he could uh, reach, you know, some of those par fives. And I mean, the guy's going to be just abusing the hybrids this week. Yeah. He's in, uh, he's kind of in that mix of uh, potential guys to get that last president's cup uh, spots. He, he's in there in the mix. I mean, the, the rankings have gone back from like two and a half years ago. Um, and Brian Harmon's up there, but I, I, you're exactly right. You know, it was kind of my point on, um, you know, some of the, some of the shorter his, hitters in the field, the Tom Hoagies, um, and, and of course, you know, um, Brian Harmon, uh, you know, definitely gonna have a tough time. It's gonna be playing very long this week. Uh, led any last notes before we get into the favorites here? Just a note on last week with Wilmington, I thought was really cool. Uh, just how the golf course played. I mean, those fairways were running at an 11. You know what I mean? And I thought it was really cool how if you did miss the fairway, right, par five, you might not be able to reach it in two. But if you hit it in the fairway on the runway, then all of a sudden you might be hitting iron into a par five. So it was just interesting how you got – there was a 50-yard – like Scotty Scheffler, he pulled a tee shot and it went like one yard into the rough. If it would have stayed in the fairway, he would have got another 50, 60 yards out of it. So I just thought PJ Tour could maybe, you know – It'd be nice to see that a little more often, you know, maybe a Firestone type venue, that same kind of thing where if you do, you know, Rory hit like PJ Tour does these stats. It's like Rory hat hit 82 drives over or whatever. I don't know, 50 drives over 300 yards for the week or whatever. And I just thought it was really cool um, how if you do hit the fairway, then you get that extra, you, you know, you get the speed slide, you get the 20 extra yards. But yeah, let's get into those favorites. It yeah, it's that classic Northeast golf lead. In my opinion, you know, Firestone, Medina, Wilmington, Caves Valley should all be on the schedule every year. Um, you know, it's something I, I contemplate often how the tour um, and really, you know, every tour can get to the better golf courses um, in the United States. It's something they're going to have to continue to work on. But yeah, let's get it started here with Scotty Scheffler, who's starting at 10, 10 under, and his odds to win are plus 260 uh, for the week. So Scheffler finished a tie for third last week to regain first place in the FedEx Cup standings. And the first thing to address with Scotty Scheffler is the the Joe opinion regarding uh, the Masters champion out of Texas. I've heard a lot of talking heads say that it's going to be incredibly hard to catch Scheffler since he's starting with a two-shot lead in the tour championship, 
could get boring if he runs away with it out of the gate. But you have to understand, you know, like we talked about in the intro, two-shot lead, it's absolutely nothing in golf, especially at Eastlake where, you know, Scotty Scheffler doesn't have the best track record on the greens on this golf course. And on top of that, you know, he hasn't putted well on Bermuda grass uh, during his time on the PGA Tour. So uh, it's going to be a pass for me on Scotty Scheffler this week, and I look to fade him in the matchups. I don't believe... Um, he walks off the 18th green on Sunday uh, as as the FedEx Cup champion. Yep, I'm out on Scotty. I think there's better bets. Uh, moving into our next guy, Patrick Cantlay, uh, starting at minus eight, uh, plus 330. Uh, Patrick defended last week at the BMW and looks to defend at Eastlake. He had his best driving performance of the season in Delaware and would need a, another one of those to be worthy of a plus 330 bet this week. You want to talk about consistent. He has nine top 15 finishes in his last 11 starts. He's gained strokes on the greens in eight straight events. Mm. Uh, you know, I think Cantlay could certainly be there late on Sunday, but at plus 330, you know, even with that little bit of head start on the rest of the field, um, you know, he could he could end up winning this tournament, but I just, I think plus 330, I mean, that's like, you could borderline find a head-to-head somewhere, you know, um, you know, I, plus 100 or I, I need to look at what he is even just up against Scheffler, but rather have him only need to be one guy versus 29. So I am out on uh can't lay, uh, but wouldn't be shocked if he, if he did hoist the FedEx cup trophy again, but also I just don't really love the number. Yeah. Can't lay, you know, won his second consecutive BMW last week and, and seeks to become the first to win consecutive FedEx cups. Uh, I will, have a matchup um, on Canley this week. Uh, not going to take him to win or in, in the to place section. So we'll get there uh, in just a moment. We'll move on to Xander Shoffley starting at minus six and his odds are plus 600 uh, to win. And when you talk about uh, the chasers on this leaderboard, one that could make a big charge at the tour championship is Xander Shoffley. And that's because he's played absolutely flawless in five starts at Eastlake, which uh, includes a win in 2017, followed by four straight top five finishes. And besides Rory, who's a two-time winner at Eastlake, there isn't you know, another Eastlake aficionado in the field like Xander Shoffley. And, and when, you, uh, when you look at Xander's play as of late, he's won three times since the end of April, if, if we want to count the, the Zurich two ball, and is coming off a, a tied for third finish to BMW. So... Um, I'm going to have a, a winning ticket on Xander this week, along with a matchup um, that you'll hear about shortly. Yeah. Of the top three guy or top four guys, uh, I like Xander ticket certainly way more. Like the fact you can almost get him at double the odds. I can't lay only starting two back and really playing, you know, just as well as him. Former winner here shot a final round 64 last year, low round of the day to, to finish fifth. Uh, I definitely like that bet more than a can't lay ticket. But, uh, yeah, moving into our next guy. Do not mind a Xander ticket, as I said. Moving into our next guy, Will Zalatoris, who is no longer in the field. So moving into our next, next guy. Roy McIlroy, uh, starting at four under uh, with 11 to one odds. So Rory will start six shots back of uh, Scotty Scheffler when he tees off Thursday at Eastlake. And as we get into the players who... 
um, are going to start more than five shots back. Rory McIlroy is the only player, in my opinion, who, who will be able to make up enough ground to win this golf tournament. And a lot of the talking heads will be looking too closely at the struggles Rory McIlroy has faced on the greens at the St. Jude and the BMW. Um, you know, number one, regardless of the poor putting week that Rory had last week in New in, uh, in Delaware, he still finished eighth. And number two, uh, back in 2016, um, Rory won the tour championship for the first time. Uh, he had putted absolutely horrendous at the two events leading up to East Lake in 2016. I think it was the douche bank and the, and the PGA championship. This is a guy who has picked up strokes on the greens at East Lakes, East Lake in seven of eight trips in Atlanta, uh, to Atlanta. And on top of that, He's put on an absolute stripe show at East Lake every time he's been there. What I mean by this is he's never lost strokes in any statistical denomination at East Lake with the exception of a bad chipping week um, in 2016. I love Rory on this golf course, and uh, I'll definitely be taking him as one of my winners this week. Well, he's actually my last winner. Yeah, there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of people on Rory. Uh, It concerns me a little bit. You know, he did lose five strokes on the greens last week, but he was the best tee to green player at the BMW. Let me change um, it. Let me change your mind about this, Led. Guess, no, guess, have... guess who's traveling with Rory this week? Couldn't be Brad Faxon. It's Brad Faxon. Wow. It's Brad Faxon. Wow. Hey, that's the difference. Yeah. Throw everything, throw everything I said away. No, but yeah. honestly, he's, he's, his ball striking has been, his ball striking last week was unbelievable. He led the field tee to green. The one little bit of concern I had was exactly striping it off the tee, missing a lot of fairways. I remember I was watching on Saturday, and it was like the 17th hole or the 18th hole, and they're like, he hit his second fairway of the day. And I was like, oh, 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 all righty then. But in terms of uh, – he's kind of in that mid-flight, right? This isn't exactly Cinderella, but, uh, you know – I think getting into these Xander odds, even a Rory at eleven to one, that's way more enticing than a than a, a Scotty or a uh, or a um, Cantlay ticket. And led last week, you know, Rory, he was kind of back to trying to play that that squeeze fade that got him in trouble a few times. I feel Rory's just better when he goes out there and slings it. I don't know what your opinion is on that. Well, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the I'm sure he is looking forward to the high draws on a wet golf course where he I mean, you know, obviously he's up there in terms of driving distance, but he's definitely up there in terms of uh, carry distance as well. So he's just like dump this place like it's congressional back in 2012. Sounds right. Whatever. Whenever he won his, you know, those are decades ago when he won his last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, next guy, John Rom. Starting at minus three, 16 to one. Rom shot the lowest score last year. If you threw out starting positions, he's our somewhat defending champion. Uh, if you're not going with stagger start, uh, Kevin Na, forget about you, yeah. even, even though you tied him. Um, Rom interests me a lot, but starting seven back of Scheffler is a deficit that I don't really think he's capable of overcoming, especially if he doesn't just have a lights out putting week. Uh, one thing kind of weird for Rom is he actually lost strokes with the irons last week. So he's definitely going to need those dialed in if he wants to be uh, chasing a, you know, a Scheffler or a Cantlay. Uh, the one thing we do like is he was one of the best putters in the field last week. So 
Um, the odds of him backing that up the way he's putted this year, once we're changing surfaces, right? We're going from uh, Bent to Bermuda. You know, I'd be shocked, honestly, if he had back-to-back fantastic putting weeks. Um, so in terms of a ROM ticket, not really loving it. A top five play could be interesting just based on the um, – on. I kind of like some of those numbers I've seen. But, you know, in terms of an outright, I'm out on John Rom. Yeah, he's going to make his uh you know, he he this week marks his um his sixth tour championship appearance, which means he's qualified um in all six years in the PGA Tour. It's a feat a lot of guys don't do, even the great Jordan Spieth. Um I was looking back today, Led, and I was reminded that he uh you know, he didn't play the tour championship in 2018, 2019, didn't qualify. Um so, you know, it, it's really when you look at these guys who have made it year after year, Hideki's playing his ninth in a row. Uh, really, I really respect that type of consistency. It's impressive to see. On to Tony Finau at 22 to 1, starting the week at four under. And although Tony Finau finished in a tie for 28th last week, the BMW, you know, there's some great trends to see when it comes to the two time 2022 PGA Tour winner. Uh, you know, while the putter has been Finau's only Krypton over the years, he's picked up shots in the greens in each of his last five events. However, I feel winning uh, is just going to be too far uh, out of reach for Tony and, uh, you know, not particularly fond of his uh, top five and top 10 number this week. So it's going to be a pass on Tony Finau for me. I'm indifferent on Tony. Uh, moving into our next guy. Sam Bermuda. Sam Burns. Sam Burns starting at minus five, 22 to one. This is my favorite outright I have. Um, Doc, Innisbrook twice. Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Those are all Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Colonial is not Bermuda, right? Or it's mm-hmm. got some top it is, dress it, combo. It, it, it is not Bermuda. It's bent. It is. It is not. Okay. So anyway. But but there's Bermuda at the courses around it. Okay. Sam Burns on Bermuda is the Kansas Jayhawks in Allen Fieldhouse. He is one of the best putters on the PJ Tour on Bermuda Greens over the last couple of years. Um, one thing I don't, don't like is I absolutely hate the fact that Sam Burns lost strokes with the Irons last week. But yeah. he has gained Horrible. strokes. But he has gained strokes with the approach shot in three of his last four. Um, other than the crappy irons at, at the BMW, I love the number. I love the starting position. And I love the fact that Sam Burns does not miss on Bermuda Green. So I am making this my first play of the week. Absolutely love him. Starting at minus five, 22 to one. Only got to beat four guys. Lock it in. Okay. Okay. I, I see where you're coming from with Burns over the scope of the year. Uh, didn't hit his irons well at the BMW last year and struggled to hit greens last year at Eastlake in route to an 18th place finish. You know, much different player though. Uh, Sam Burns is this year, three wins. Uh, so uh, good look there, but I'm going to be out um, on Burns this week on to Justin Thomas uh, at 22 to one, starting at three under. So as far as past performance as at Eastlake is concerned, JT has 
finished seventh or better in each of his six appearances at Eastlake. That includes a second place finish in 2017 that secured his first and only FedEx Cup points list title. Uh, but here over his last five events, he has lost strokes on the greens in each of those tournaments, except for the open championship. And it didn't get any better with the new putter last week at the BMW. I'm going to be out on JT this week. I just don't feel the iron play has been good enough to get away with another bad putting week at Eastlake. And I think that Justin Thomas finishes outside the top 10 on this leaderboard at Eastlake for the first time uh, in his career. I am out on JT. I'm moving into our next guy, Cameron Smith, starting at minus four, 28 to one. Uh, you know, if Cam Smith gains strokes with the driver, this bet is alive and well. Um, I think Cam Smith goes out with a bang, potentially the last tour championship of his career, maybe yep. if, he's if he's going to live next week. I think that's safe to say. Uh, well, and I've heard it's after President's Cup, but you know, either way, either way, um, you know, he does have the minor hip issue, but I think the Cam Smith analytics department that he pays knows that if the putter gets hot, it doesn't matter if Cam starts two back or he starts six back. Uh, probably the reasoning behind him sitting out Delaware or the tarpon we're running uh, in Ponte Vedra, yeah, had a nice little fishing week, uh, you know. Didn't want to travel to a state half the country doesn't even know exists. You know, that's mm. maybe one didn't see. Uh, mm. Didn't go, uh, didn't go mm. to Delaware. Wilmington, Del stand up. Delaware, Delahoo, mm. Delahoe. Anyway, mm. so. Um, Tough. The, the main thing I'm taking, uh, the main thing about a couple of these long shots, you know, whether it's a Sam Burns, whether, whether it's a Cam Smith, uh, you're somewhat relying on the fact that uh, Scotty Scheffler or I can't lay, they're going to have to falter a bit. If Scotty goes out and shoots, you know, 15 under, uh, it's probably his tournament. Um, but honestly, if there's a guy in the field who could, you know, match Scotty, even starting a couple holes behind, we saw what he did at Rory at, um, at, uh, you know, at the British open, yeah. uh, slingshot engaged, yeah. I would say. Uh, but yeah, Cam, Cam Smith has gained strokes in every single category in his last two starts, you know, the FedEx and the, and the British, he's the hottest putter alive. He puts well on all surfaces. So, um, you know, Cameron Smith, uh, as an outright ticket, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier 28 to one with strokes. I kind of like him, no strokes, even the fact that he could finish, you know, fourth or fifth or, you know, third, fourth or fifth overall. But, uh, you know. Cameron Smith, number two player in the world, 20 to one in a 30 person field. Uh, I like that play every time. I like Cam Smith uh, this week as well. I share the opinion that he is going to go out with a bang, um, you know, uh, and, and, um, and give the, and give the tour the bird um, on his way out. Yeah. So. PJ, PJ tour has him as 11th in the power rankings. I think if he uh, had committed to not being a live player, he's probably somewhere in the top five or six. So I, I would agree uh, with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think they're, I'm surprised they don't know this, but if you listen to what Trevor Immelman had to say on CBS with the sciatica situation, this is, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is turf toe. This is turf toe for cam. Uh, yeah. He'll be he'll be back fresh, ready to go on Thursday. Let's get into our matchups um, for the the uh, the tour championship. I'll start us off here with Patrick Cantlay over Scotty Scheffler at plus one forty five 
tournament matchup on bet online. And, you know, it, it really is amazing that we're getting the juice in Patrick Cantlay, who's been flawless since the start of June, including the win last week over Scotty Scheffler, who you know, has been limping to the finish line um, of the season with two missed cuts in his last four starts, largely due to poor performances on the greens. And on top of that, you know, Scheffler has lost strokes on the greens in both starts at Eastlake. Uh, so the fact that he's uncomfortable with the putter as of late mixed with the knowledge that he has not experienced a good putting performance at East like tells me I have to go with Cantlay who, uh, you know, may claw into Scheffler's two shot lead within the first nine holes of the event on Thursday. So my first matchup is going to be Patrick Cantlay over Scotty Scheffler plus 145 tournament matchup. Very key on bet online. That's with the strokes, correct? That's with the strokes. Okay. Makes sense. Um, for my – I have one head-to-head this week. It's also my best bet. Uh, it's Joaquin Neiman over Victor Hovland. Before I give too much, Doc, let's just move into your others. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I will – yeah, I'm I'm my second uh, matchup, another Scheffler fade. I'm going Xander Schauffele over Scotty Scheffler at plus 185 tournament matchup on bet, bet online And Xander will trail Scheffler by four shots when play starts on Thursday, but someone who I really think will have a chance to win on Sunday, uh, you know, because on top of the fact that he won here in 2017 as a rookie, he's never finished outside seventh and five stars at Eastlake and has never shot an over par on this golf course in 20 career rounds. Uh, you know, Xander Schauffele has found the winning formula with two wins in his last five starts at the Travelers. And at the Scottish, she, uh, you know, went to the open and finished 15th before not playing well in the first FedEx Cup playoff event in Memphis because of a, a random bad iron play week for uh, for Xander at the FedEx. Uh, but he turned turned it back around last week, finished T-third um, in Delaware. And regardless, um, you know, of the week where he didn't have it in Memphis, similar to Cantlay, uh, all of Xander's statistical denominations are well above tour average, and that goes uh, for his overall career stats at Eastlake as well. So my second uh, matchup is going to be Xander Schauffele over Scotty Scheffler at plus 185 tournament matchup on Bet Um, And my final matchup here is going to be Adam Scott over Aaron Wise plus 112 tournament matchup with strokes on bet online. So Adam Scott and Aaron wise will both start at even par this week. And there's a couple reasons that I like Scott to finish ahead of wise at Eastlake. Number one, this will be Adam Scott's 12th trip to the tour championship, which is more than any other player in the field. And over the years, he's accumulated a win and five top 10 finishes at Eastlake. And number two, how about the performance Adam Scott put on over the first two events of the playoffs just to play his way into the tour championship? Adam Scott finished fifth at the St. Jude to move from number 77 to number 36 on the money list. Then he finishes fifth again last week at the BMW to qualify for Eastlake. We know the putter has been the kryptonite to Scott's game over the years and the key to his success over the last two weeks has been finding his strokes on the greens as he's picked up at least half a shot with the putter in both the St. Jude and the BMW. Now, as successful 
as Aaron Wise has been for me through the playoffs. The putting is what you really have to question this week for him at East Lake. Wise did not perform well on the greens en route to his 15th place finish the tour championship last year. And, you know, I feel, con- you know, uh, very different from the last two weeks. These Donald Ross influence greens are really going to be too much of a test for him. In addition, his short game numbers have been incredibly inconsistent this year and getting up and down like led Seth in his podcast. You know, it's, it's huge at Eastlake and getting up and down around these bowl shaped greens at Eastlake for a struggling wise um, will be nearly impossible. So my last matchup is going to be Adam Scott over Aaron Wise plus one twelve tournament matchup on Bet Online. Love those dog. Those are solid. Uh, moving into picks to place, uh, I am going to be taking Cam Smith top five without starting strokes plus two eighty on DraftKings. Um, as I talked about earlier, Cam Smith can hold putts on any surface. Doc, we doubted him at TPC Sawgrass and his ability to hit the driver and hit the dr- and hit fairways consistently. He did it well enough there. Obviously had a great putting week on the Bermuda Greens that week as well. He's actually one of the few guys coming in this week with rest. You know, call that what you will. But, you know, when you're playing for millions and millions of dollars over a three-week period, the fact that, you know, he's coming in, he's almost got that Brady bye week mm-hmm. uh, coming yes. in this week, uh, yes. you know, Hopefully he doesn't have a giant situation where he goes down to Miami and gets on the boat. But in terms of, uh, yeah, he's well-rested. And Doc, it sounds like from the most part, his hip should be, uh, you know, ready to roll. Um, and, you know, Cam Smith, you know, there's a couple other guys that just have no problem going low, taking it deep, shooting 63, shooting 64. Uh, Cam Smith does it all the time. I think the fact that, uh, you know, he even took off the week last week, shows that he's comfortable starting six back. He doesn't really care. Um, is there a guy you'd, on tour you'd really rather have starting six back in just a regular PGA Tour event? Like if Cam Smith was 18-1 to 1 at, uh, let's say, Bay Hill, and you could just add five shots to his score, right, and get it at 80-1, to 1, like you might even think about it because, you know, he's a guy – you know, we saw what he did in Hawaii. You know, it goes 33 yeah. under, whatever the hell he and, did. And so, he's, he's number one on tour um, in first-round scoring average, you know, which is huge. That's why yeah. this guy can just get off jump and running. I mean, he's starting at four under. I mean, he realistically could be within a couple of the lead after the first round with it, with a hot start. So, you know, obviously, look, two starts ago, he just blitzed Rory when Rory couldn't make a 15-footer. Yeah. and Chopped his nuts off. Yes, so, yeah, for my pick to place this week, it's going to be Cam Smith top five without starting strokes plus 280. Okay, my first of two picks to place this week, it's going to be Rory McIlroy top five plus 150 uh, with starting strokes on DraftKings. And I heard uh, this morning, like I said in the intro, that the the great Brad Faxton, who is Rory's putting coach, uh, who has been overseeing Rory's performance on the greens for the entirety of this year will be on site at Eastlake this week. That is that is monumental. That is inspiring. Uh, you know, Brad Rory, pretty unbeatable combo as we've seen this year. Now, even though Rory has a flawless track record on the greens at Eastlake, and and the reason that I think 
Thaxton being there is so monumental is we know how Rory gets when he misses a couple four or five footers. You get a little pouty. Uh, the confidence can go very quick. So number one, it will be great that that Faxon is on site this week. That's the bottom line. Number one, number two, besides Xander Shoffley, there is, is not a player who has had as many starts at East Lake as Rory and has put together the type of consistency needed to win here, uh, two times in three years, 2016, and 2019, you know, this is the best putting season uh, that we've seen from Rory since he first came to the scene during his fat Rory days. And you know, as long as he isn't trying to hit squeeze cuts around Eastlake, I believe Rory uh, will be in the mix, you know, of this golf tournament by Saturday morning. Rory is the very high on that leaderboard of first round scoring average, which, which gives me confidence uh, that he will uh, make the required quote-unquote slingshot engage move out of the gate on Thursday uh, as he starts six shots back of the leader, uh, Scotty Scheffler. So uh, my first pick to place is going to be Rory McIlroy, top five, plus 150 with starting strokes on DraftKings. My second pick to place is going to be Sahith Thagala, top 20 uh, at plus 120 on Bet Online And Sahith Thagala, like Adam Scott, needed two unbelievable weeks in Memphis and Delaware just to qualify for the Tour Championship. He finished T13 at the FedEx St. Jude and T15 at the BMW, so that brought him up to 28th on the FedEx Cup, and he will start in a five-way tie at even par. What I like about Thagala this week is two things. Number one, it's not like Thagala has been flawless the last two weeks from T to green. In Memphis, he didn't hit his irons well. And his short game and putting saved him there last week in Delaware. He was all over the place with the driver while his iron short game and putting pushed him to a top 20 finish. Remember, this is a guy who had a lot of problems with chipping and putting up until May. And now that we're starting to see him get comfortable uh, with PGA Tour level greens, I believe he's going to put it all together this week and slingshot past a little over half of this field. And number two, Thagala is 30th on the President's Cup standings. And now that Will Zalatoris is unable to compete for the near future with a back injury, there's a chance that Davis Love could give Thagala the ring, uh, you know, for the final spot. But to me, he has to play well this week and put on a show at Eastlake. I think, you know, that will be the motivating factor that he uses and ultimately uh, work his way up the leaderboard as the week goes on. So my final pick to place for this week is going to be Sahith Thagala, top 20 at plus 120 on Online. Okay, and moving into our dark horse, uh, I'm going to be playing a guy that might sound familiar. His name is Sahith Thagala. Ah. Top 10, plus 300 without starting strokes. This is a guy who has gotten better as the year has gone on. Obviously had the Travelers debacle, chip it out, make par, mm. win your first PJ Tour event. Mm. But since then, he is coming off back-to-back top 15s. You know, I think this guy is more than capable of finishing in the top third of this field. As long as he can hit some fairways this week, the rest of his game has been spot on. He ha- he was in the trees last week, but was able to scramble pretty well. Um, you know, Even what he did 16, 17, 18, the last couple holes of the BMW, to uh you know to qualify for east lake was pretty clutch uh he's gaining strokes around the greens in eight of his last 10 it gives him some nice 
cushion. Uh, you know, if the ball striking isn't perfect every day, not everybody has that, you know, a, uh, a classy short game like Sahith Figala, uh, PJ Tour rankings. They describe him as a very gritty player. Um, I, strokes, I would, strokes, strokes gained grit on yes. the table this week. Yes. You know the family will be out there cheering yes. him on. Uh, he has kind of like, you know, four or five guys in the in the crowd that are just absolutely just doing like the wind-up fist pump every time uh, Figala makes, uh, makes contact. So excited for that. And, yeah, I think obviously I don't think he's going to pack it in this week like someone who, you know, who's starting at – some of these guys may be starting at even Tom Hoagie if he gets going the wrong direction. You know, the season's pretty much done. Uh, Figala obviously looking forward to potentially making a President's Cup team. So I love that top 10 plus 300 without the starting strokes. Uh, I like that for him this week. Obviously, you know, you know, I believe one of five guys that has finished top 15 in both uh, playoff events so far. And I think that's a cool thing. Doc, we talked about how heavily weighted, you know, if you finish like second or third in a FedEx Cup playoff, you go from like 80th to like, fifth like a scott stallings but it is cool you can just have two solid weeks and still make it into east lake so i like the way the points are distributed from that standpoint yeah that's been a positive sahith figala adam scott scott stallings who uh is 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 playing his first tour championship in his 12th career all uh by way of the the juiced the strong fedex cup playoff points uh you know so some cool stories coming out of there and my dark horse uh, for this week is going to be Cam Smith top five at plus 333 with starting strokes on bet 365. Uh, you know, I uh, told you earlier, you know, I'm I'm 99% sure that that Cam Smith is, is going to be healthy this week. You know, Mark Immelman talked about it on CBS um, that he went through last week from the BMW due to a bout with his sciatica that he's dealt with over the years. And, you know, sciatica is a pain that develops, um, you know, due to pain that radiates along the path of the sciatic nerve, which branches from your lower back, you know, down through your hip and ass. So extremely painful. But the good news is uh, this is a nerve pain that comes and goes. And for Cam, you know, it typically goes away after a few days of rest. We all know how well Cam Smith has played this year as he became you know, the first player to win uh, the Open and the players in the same year since Jack Nicklaus in 1978. And you know the one thing to notice is that Cam Smith has never had a top five finish the Tour Championship because he's always come into this event in a starting position that made it nearly impossible for him to contend. But when you look at his stats... Um, you know, at Eastlake over the three years that he's qualified, you know, statistically, he's been very solid from tee to green and he rolled it very well on the greens over the last two years at Eastlake, uh, you know, coming in to the tour championship this year with his best starting position ever. You know, I think Cam Smith makes a strong charge to the FedEx Cup title before he jumps ship to the live circus. So, uh, my dark horse for the week is going to be Cam Smith, top five plus three thirty three with starting strokes on Bet three six five. And moving in to our picks to win, familiar guy Cameron Smith twenty to one without starting strokes, number two player in the world against twenty nine guys at twenty to one. Yep, 
hammer time. My other pick to win is going to be Sam Burns, 22 to 1 with starting strokes. He's 22 to 1 on DraftKings. I believe he's 25 to 1 and um in some other spots but the the one i've seen most recently is DraftKings. um the computers put like 13 guys ahead of sam burns in these like simulations they do um what do you so, got to, what do you have to what do you have to say to them i don't know i don't know that's like that reminds me of those nfl uh win probabilities when the team has a zero percent chance to win with seven minutes left and they win by a touchdown you're like yeah, that doesn't measure grit, hunger, or momentum. I'll tell you that exactly, right now. Exactly. Uh, you know, all Sam Burns needs is a solid week with the irons. He's gained in three of last four. We're tossing out BMW, different surface, different grass. Sam Bermuda. Okay. If Scotty falters at all, I think Sam Burns has the firepower to track the guys ahead of him down. Um, you know, sitting there at fifth place, only got to beat four guys. I think that's a nice spot to be in. And I think 22 to 1. Kind of anywhere in the mid twenties is, is a solid number for for Sam Burns. So my two picks to win: Cam Smith twenty to one without strokes, Sam Burns twenty two to one with strokes. Okay, guys, a quick break from the golf to tell you about uh, you know college football that kicks off this Saturday, and this Dream Pod coupon Swing Twenty is good through Monday. August 29th. Take advantage now by going to pregame.com and click on buy picks. Then scroll down and click on discounted subscriptions in the quick links box. Select any football subscription and add it to your shopping cart. Be sure to apply your coupon code SWING20, that's SWING20, to the shopping cart and confirm your $75 discount before you check out. Once again, that's SWING20. Okay, uh, so into my winners, I talked about uh, Xander Schauffele, two win plus six hundred on DraftKings. The Zan Man is our first, is my first winner of the week. Uh, my second one is going to be Rory McIlroy at twelve to one on Bet three six five. The bottom line is, you know, we've talked about him a lot today, but Rory looks to become the first player to win the FedEx Cup money list three times. No one's ever done it, um, and in each of the eight times that he's played Eastlake, he's never lost strokes to the field off the tee. He's never lost strokes to the field and approach. And he's only lost strokes on the greens once back in 2018. You know, if you could measure hunger for the big moment going into the tour championship, Rory would be the first in that statistical category as well. You know, here's a guy who um, had more chances to win every major championship more chances than Greg Norman had in 1986 and failed to close every single one of them, um, including a heartbreaking defeat at the open. You know, yes, he won the CJ and he won the Canadian open. Um, but guess what his last win was before winning at East Lake in 2019. It was the Canadian open. It was the Canadian open. I believe if Rory, Wants to leave the 2022 season with good vibes. The only acceptable outcome this week would be a win. Roy McIlroy, his caddy, Harry Diamond, and the great Brad Faxon will be popping champagne this Sunday after he erases the six-stroke deficit um, and wins the Tour Championship. I'm, you know, could be the play of the year, lad. It could be the play of the year. Roy McIlroy at twelve to one. On bet three six five in the soft conditions at Eastlake. That's my second winner for you. Don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. 
Um, moving into our come draft, on, Brad. Moving into our DraftKings lineups. Had a positive week last week in the DraftKings account. Um, let's keep it going. Uh, I'm going to go with Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Sahith Thigala, Cameron Young, and Aaron Wise as a caboose. I had him as a caboose last week. He delivered. Let's do it again this week. Okay, and my lineup is going to be Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, of course, uh, Cam Smith, uh, Jordan Spieth, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. The Spieth, Spieth is back. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Scott. Is that even legal? That sounds like unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally, totally. Yeah, this is uh, this is dialed in. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only 30 players in the field, Led. That's true, but I always, man, I put through a couple guys in there, and then it was just like, it yeah, had to, I, yeah. Had I'll to get take, it. I'll, I'll get it up on Twitter after. I know. I, I, I um, you I know, need to I, see that. I, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking the same thing, uh, but you know, with um, I can pull it up right now. I mean, just to clarify. So let's. I'm gonna um, make. I'm yeah, that yeah. Contest. contest entered. We've got um. We've got Rory, we've got Jordan Spieth, we've got Cameron Young, or Cameron Smith, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, um, and Adam Scott in my uh, Yahoo Fantasy DFS. That's a solid lineup. For the listeners, I'd be leaning towards that because that's so good. I didn't believe it was a lineup. Um, sounds like a like Can't a writer, Can't a writer, Ryder, yeah, Ryder Cup team. Yeah, honestly. Um, except with, but- except Cam Smith won't be there. Yeah, if you're feeling bored, throw mine in there as well. But uh, I am leaning towards Doc's lineup. Uh, but, you know, without further ado, best bet time. Let's get into it. I uh, you know, I just mentioned this, uh, this matchup earlier. I absolutely love this one. It's Joaquin Neiman over Victor Hovland, minus 122 on FanDuel. Neiman and Hovland both starting at two under, you know, one of the reasons I like this matchup is it's easy to track. I don't have to be doing math late there on a Sunday trying to figure out, oh, he had a two-shot lead on him. Uh, this is very straightforward. Both guys starting at the same position. Uh, the only stat that really favors Hovland is course history. Joaquin Neiman finished DFL last year. Uh, last place in the field. Uh, Brooks Kepka technically did because he withdrew. He was just cashing a check, though. Um Hasn't done great in the other uh, in the other starts yet, but in terms of the fact that I'm not too worried about his course history here, in terms of Joaquin Neiman, he's having his best season of his career. He's absolutely balling in pretty much every category. His stats are incredible. Meanwhile, you got Hovland is coming off an awful, terrible, horrendous week with the Irons. He was in the bottom ten of the field on approach, and I'm not 100 percent sure. Actually, I am 100 percent sure. He does not have the short game to save him if he has another mediocre week with the Irons. He lost four strokes with the Irons last week. Do we think he can turn that around um, this week? Probably not. You know, we're harping on Sam Burns for having a rough week with the Irons. Um, At BMW, Hovland's were even worse. Uh, Not only that, he didn't have a day last week where he hit more than 50% of the fairways. We did talk about how... Uh, we did talk about how, you know, with the soft conditions, maybe there isn't as much of an emphasis on the fairways this week. But still, if you're hitting, you know, six, seven fairways at Eastlake, it's going to be probably a long day for you. Uh, meanwhile, 
Joaquin Neiman is the complete player. I mentioned it earlier. The stats back it. He's now right now he's 15th off the tee in the PGA Tour. He's 19th approach, 33rd around the greens. So far in the playoffs, Joaquin has a tied 18th at the FedEx and 8th at the BMW. You want to talk about trending in the right mm. direction for a good week this week. So mm. best bet, Joaquin Neiman over Victor Hovland, minus 122 on FanDuel. Lock it in. I love it, lad. Great look there. Uh, my best bet for this week is going to be Jordan Spieth, top 10, plus 240 on bet 365. And you know, Jordan Spieth looked like he was on his way to his second win of the season through two rounds of the BMW after starting the week with rounds of 68-67, but ran into trouble in the third round when he attempted a, a small percentage shot um, out of a fairway bunker on the fifteenth, on the fifth hole at Wilmington, before making his first double bogey on the weekend, I absolutely love the commentary between him and Caddy Michael Greller. You can call, um, you know, you can say that Spieth talks too much. You can you can say that uh, you know he pouts at times. You can say that he complains. Uh, but the bottom line is that is entertainment. And uh, if you want more eyes on the PGA Tour. Uh, you need more of those Spieth and Greller conversations. So much great insights, such great minds um, of the game. But the bottom line for Jordan Spieth is that the ball striking numbers um, off the tee and with the irons have been immaculate all season. The only aspect of his game that we've had to worry about is the putter. You know, But if you look at Jordan's stats over six starts at Eastlake, he's only lost shots to the Greens once in 2017 and still finished in a tie for seventh that week. If Jordan Spieth can continue striking the ball like he has over the course of this year and fall back on some great memories on the greens at Eastlake where he won in 2015, I believe he will finish this week um, in the top 10 on this leaderboard. So my best bet is going to be Jordan Spieth top 10 at plus 240 um, on bet365. And just to finish things off, our scoring predictions uh, for this week, you know, the forecast for Atlanta looks absolutely horrible over the next three days as it must as it as it does for most southern states, which means you know, the score should be lower. Uh, you know, the softer the fairways and greens get at Eastlake, the lower that Rory McIlroy's winning score will be. So I'm going to go uh, with 23 under this week. Led, what do you think? I think that's a solid prediction. I'm going to go with 21 under par. Uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm hoping, you know, find a way, turn on the sub airs, turn on the fans, get those greens baked out. I love those baked on, you know, I love those greens looking like a, uh, you know, a final round USAM uh, just cooked, just tie dye greens. I, I don't know. I'm one of those guys. I just, I love US Opens. I love when a uh, seven iron, you got to land 15 yards, you know, short of the pin, let it bounce up. Uh, just don't just please do not. I do not want to see balls plugging on the green in terms of uh, in terms of, you know, if they're getting up into the 25 unders and stuff. Uh, and I also want a, a little bit higher, higher winning score. Just I think it keeps more guys in it. If, if the score gets a 23 under good luck, guys, starting at even, you know, good luck, guys, starting at two under. So. I think if we can have it, you know, play pretty difficult, we can have some more guys in the mix. So 21 under par for my scoring prediction. 
Okay, and that's going to do it uh, for the Golf Preview Podcast, RJ Bell's dream preview for uh, Tour Championship Week. You know, it's been a it's been an unbelievable spring 2022. Um, you know, and thanks. summer. And yeah. summer. And summer, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks to everyone uh, who joined us and listen, the uh 2023 is right around the corner, the beginning of the season. September 15th, the uh, the Fortnite Championship kicks off and then we'll have the President's Cup um a week later. So we won't be away from y'all uh for too long, but best of luck with everyone for their tickets for this week. Led enjoyed it as always, my friend. Yeah, Liv's got to be a little bit rattled in terms of looking at the purse for this week. They're playing for a lot of money. First place, $18 million. So it's going to be exciting. I've been waiting for this for like four years. I need to see a four-footer for whatever, 12, whatever second yeah. place is. What is second place? Six million or something. I want to see it. We, we want to see a $10 million putt. If not, they're going to have to, they're going to have to change this staggered start to regular leaderboard next next year for the tour championship. So you're saying everybody starts from scratch? Yes. Wow. Yes. This, this is this is too livy, lad. This is too livy. It's gonna be exciting. I mean, you gotta somehow differentiate a guy who just snuck in on it, but you know, the hair of his chinny chin chin versus like a four win chef with season. What if they play different team markers? <laughs> oh my god. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Peace.